And happy Friday, TGIF, and welcome to Newsmax Daily from May 19th, 2023, National Bike to Work Day, which millions of Americans will do today. It is exactly what it says. Unlike Bicycle Day a month ago or so, which actually has to do with psychedelic drugs and an acid trip. It's a long story. Go look it up. But we talked about it back then. It's also National Pizza Party Day, which is something millions of people who may have biked to work will also do at work today, especially being that it's Friday. And who doesn't love pizza? Shout out to my great-grandfather, Gennaro Lombardi. Also a long story that I will tell you someday. But the truth, go look that up as well. The third Friday in May is also National NASCAR Day. Marking the creation of the National Association of Stock Car Racing in Daytona Beach, Florida back in 1948. And NASCAR uses the day as a way to raise a lot of money for children's charities. So it is definitely worth mentioning and big kudos to them for doing that. However, another sport is getting the headlines and trending on social media today. Bennett keeps the puck alive. Kachuk with a shot. He scores! With 12 and 7, 10 seconds remaining in overtime number four. The great Kenny Albert on the call as the Florida Panthers beat the Carolina Hurricanes game one of the NHL Eastern Conference Finals quadruple overtime. That's two games plus a little bit more if you're not a hockey fan. Three periods. So... Uh, an extra four periods would be an extra three periods and some more. It's more than a doubleheader. The game started at 8 o'clock, ended around 1.40 a.m. Absolutely unbelievable. What an exciting game. And here's some more exciting audio for you. The friendship between our nations continues to grow deeper with time. I'm just kidding. That's First Lady Jill Biden at the G7 Summit in Japan. I told you yesterday the war in Ukraine was at the top of the agenda for the G7 and now Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky is reportedly going to travel to Japan for the summit. Bloomberg News says Zelensky will fly on a U.S military plane from Kiev to Hiroshima or Hiroshima. For more on the Group of Seven meeting in Japan, we go to Wake Up America with Rob Finnerty and former Deputy National Security Advisor KT McFarland. KT, it is so nice to see you. Um, Joe Biden, he uh, abandoned the debt ceiling negotiations, got on Air Force One, and now he's 13 hours ahead of us here on the East Coast in Japan. Um, what does the president need to do uh, while he is in Japan. Um, to me, you got to walk in there and do two things. Say that we support all of our allies in that region and also reassure that we're economically stable back here at home as this debt ceiling battle goes on. Yeah, I mean, you're, you, you hit the nail on the head. What President Biden has to do is instill confidence because the elephant in the room of all of those other members of the G7, they're going to be looking at him and saying, wait a minute, you know, America's divided. You can't get your act together. You can't govern yourselves. You can't deal with the, the debt. You can't deal with your spending. You certainly can't deal with the divisions in your own politics. And the other thing he has to do is to really give them the example that America and our system, our free market system, our democracy, can work in the 21st century because each one of these countries is hearing it whispered in their ear from China to say, look, America can't get its act together. America's got a spending addiction. America's so divided at home. You need to follow China and you need to follow the China money. And you need to follow the China model. 
And I'm not sure Joe Biden is up to doing any of them. Former Deputy National Security Advisor in the Trump administration, KT McFarland on Wake Up America, mornings at 6.30 Eastern. And now that we're heading into the weekend, don't forget about Wake Up America Weekend Edition, 7 o'clock on Saturday and Sundays. Meanwhile, back in Washington, exactly what KT was saying, Congress can't get its you-know-what together on debt and spending. The House Freedom Caucus says with or without President Biden, Republicans are done talking until the Senate approves a bill passed by Republicans that ties any debt ceiling increase to major spending cuts. Senate Majority Leader Chucky Schumer calling the bill dead on arrival. June 1st, I remind you, two weeks is when Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen says the United States runs out of money. Also happening in Washington, the Select Subcommittee on the Weaponization of Government, particularly the FBI, heard from three whistleblowers yesterday. More from Rob Schmidt tonight. All right, FBI whistleblower Steve Friend spoke at today's hearing, and he joins us now. And, sir, thank you so much for coming on tonight. Thank you very much for having me. So you blew the whistle on the FBI over its handling of the January 6th Capitol riot, saying the Bureau was sending SWAT teams to the homes of compliant suspects uh, in a way to make J6 look even more extreme. Uh, Another whistleblower alleges the FBI is padding stats to create the appearance of a country with a major domestic extremism problem. Uh, Why do you believe that the FBI is doing all this? I think it all comes down to uh, its integrated program management protocols, which are in place and have been in place for about a decade. The best way to explain it is a traffic cop trying to hit a quota. The FBI sets quotas for itself to meet. And in order to meet those, they have to gin up the numbers in any way possible to justify the funding that it receives from Congress. And it's no mystery why in the last 10 years since IPM has been brought in, the number of domestic terrorism cases has quadrupled in the FBI. And the scariest part of all is senior executives receive financial compensation and bonuses for meeting these metrics. That's uh, that's terrifying and and obviously corrupted uh, to, to think that it's going that way. I, we, we talked a lot on this show about how we have a government right now, uh, especially the White House administration, that talks constantly about uh, domestic extremism. Um, I assume they were doing this because it's a way to elicit more power for the government, to, to gain more control over the people. Um, do you think that's part of it, or is it because of these trumped-up numbers that they're getting that, that, that the government is reacting to? No, I think that uh, it's not an if or, it's an and also situation. This gives the, uh, the, the president, the attorney general, the uh, FBI director, the talking point they need. They can say the FBI is the aggregator of all criminal statistics for this country. It's respected. Its image is still uh, untarnished for a large swath of the country. And they can say that the FBI can back these stats up and say that two of the four primary uh, issues for domestic terrorism are anti-government extremism and ethnic extremism, which so happen to be the two qualities that Joe Biden labeled MAGA Republicans on uh, Independence Hall last September. So who exactly is former special agent Steve Friend, who is being labeled by some or will be labeled by some, and as by some I mean mostly Democrats, as unpatriotic or maybe even as a traitor? 
Well, I'll put my patriotism uh, bona fides up against just about anybody. Uh, I worked on Indian reservations for seven years and arrested 150 violent criminals. I took a transfer in order to work child pornography investigations before being uh, voluntold to work on January 6 cases. And uh, my concerns were uh, that the FBI was not acting necessarily uh, any sort of political way. I was initially worried that the FBI was manipulating statistics for the financial reasons, but also infringing on individuals' rights and um, maybe perhaps having some public safety concern issues where they were using SWAT right. for compliant subjects. So uh, I'm not... I'm not and I don't take really any stock in those labels. Uh, I know that the, the Democrats and the media have labeled me that way, but uh, I guess you get all the flack when you're over the target. I, I, that's very well said. Rob Schmidt tonight with former special agent Steve Friend, Florida Congressman Matt Gates, a member of the committee, cross-examined special agent Marcus Allen, another of the three that testified on Thursday. Mr. Allen, we just heard, uh, astonishingly heard a Democrat on this committee question your allegiance to the United States. How many tours in Iraq did you do? I did two tours in Iraq, sir. And, and for how many decades have you held a security clearance? Uh, for two decades, sir. Ever been called into question before? No, sir. And, and you also received the Employee of the Year Award for the Charlotte Field Office, is that right? That is correct, sir. Did you receive any medals during your service for the Marine Corps in the United States Navy? I did, sir. As a member of the Marine Corps, I received two, uh, a Navy Commendation Medal and a Navy Achievement Medal. Seems to me your allegiance to the United States is pretty well established over multiple decades, wearing the uniform, fighting for our country, and I am proud that you continue to fight for our country as a whistleblower here, making a disclosure to the United States Congress. Uh, and Mr. Allen, is it your belief that you were retaliated against because you shared an email that questioned the truthfulness of FBI Director Christopher Wray. Yes, sir. And you believed that he wasn't truthful based on testimony he'd given to the United States Senate, isn't that right? Yes, sir. And in that testimony to the Senate, you believed that Christopher Wray indicated that there were no confidential informants and no uh, FBI assets that were present at the Capitol on January 6th that were part of the violent riot. Isn't that right? Yes, sir. That's Republican Congressman Matt Gates of Florida. The Democrat he referenced at the beginning is California Representative Linda Sanchez, vice chair of the House Equality Caucus, who questioned Allen for retweeting a post that suggested Nancy Pelosi staged January 6th. When Allen repeatedly said that it wasn't his Twitter account, Sanchez basically berated him for interrupting her. Seems like the whistleblowers are not getting the protections or respect that the Democrats demanded during the impeachment trial and the January 6th hearings. We get more on that from federal prosecutor Joseph Moreno and attorney Greta Van Susteren. You would think we'd see some humility, some recognition that barely 48 hours ago, a horrific report came out, implicate, that's the Durham report, implicating the FBI in probably the worst political dirty trick since Watergate. And yet we have z seemingly zero interest on one side of the aisle of even speaking, even hearing from these witnesses about potential allegations at the FBI. And look, the FBI is extremely powerful. If they will not tolerate any kind of good faith dissent from within their ranks and in fact retaliate, all Americans should want to know that. It shouldn't be a partisan issue. It should be a good governance issue that 
all of us should want to know and get to the bottom of. Yeah, it, it, I guess it, you know, I've, I'm enraged on so many levels. And first of all, I think that a lot of people in the media don't take this as seriously as I do. Maybe it's because I'm a practicing lawyer and I have a higher expectation. I know the FBI, I have a sort of a real sense they can put people in jail, they can arrest you, they can deprive you of your liberty. But I also work with FBI agents who are the most remarkable men and women and out there in the field and some of them get shot at and you know, they're trying to, trying to keep us safe. And then they have these people who are, quote, the FBI, who are de doing these horrendous things like what, what was done here and what's reported in the Durham report, and then they all sort of get a broad, you know, broad uh, paintbrush. You know, they get brought into this. So good for Hegman for naming names, and I hope they start naming names instead of just say the FBI. Well, no, this is not a bottom-up issue. This is a top-down issue, right? And who should be held accountable here? Not the rank and file, it's leadership. And yes, it was a great first start. Am I optimistic that we're going to see much change under this administration? Not really, because the Democrats are clearly closing ranks around the Biden administration. But it's a step. It's a step in the right direction. And only if there's actual pressure by the American people will we really get to the bottom of this. Well, this is, I've often said this is a town of no consequences. The record with Greta Van Susteren, who has decades of Washington experience and, by the way, is maybe the nicest, most genuine person in Washington, airs weeknights at 6 o'clock Eastern on Newsmax. And on a lighter note, I mentioned Elon Musk yesterday, or maybe the day before, once the darling of the libs, now being attacked by the libs. That was exactly the line I used. And many people, including Greg Kelly, have been talking about Musk's somewhat odd interview with David Faber on CNBC. And look, I've said this before. Elon Musk is a once-in-a-generation, if not more, kind of genius. The guy is changing the world, not just once, not just twice, maybe three or four times. Geniuses, most of them throughout history, have been a bit odd. Elon Musk. Everyone's talking about this interview still because he pauses in the middle of it, but they're missing, they're missing the whole thing. They think it's a gaffe. It's not. He's thinking. And his answer to this question is great. And there's something else that no one has actually mentioned that I want to show you. But anyway, here's the question. Listen to his answer, please. Do your tweets hurt the company? Are there Tesla owners who say, I don't agree with his political position because, and I know it because he shares so much of it. Or are there advertisers on Twitter that Linda Yaccarino will come and say, you got to stop, man. Or, you know, I can't get these ads because of some of the things you tweet. You know, I'm reminded of uh, the, the scene in The Princess Bride. Great movie. Great movie. Um, where he confronts the person who killed his father. And he says, offer me money, offer me power. I don't care. So you just don't care? You want to share what you have to say? I'll say what I want to say. And if, 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 uh, if the consequence of that is losing money, so be it. That's cool. It is cool. But he's incredibly rich. And if he loses money, it's no big deal. I guess what I regret is, do you have to be the richest man uh, or one of them to say whatever you want on Twitter? Kinda. Kinda. What do they call it? What do they call it? 
F you money, screw you money, right? Have you heard the phrase? He's got that. Uh, but we should all have that ability, don't you think? Princess Bride, is that the movie he said? I've actually never seen it. Greg Kelly, host of Greg Kelly Reports. I have actually never seen it either, but if you're looking for a movie this weekend, Princess Bride, I guess, is one of Elon Musk's favorite movies. You remember the whole free Britney thing with Britney Spears? Let's get the hashtag leave Elon alone going. Hashtag leave Elon alone. With Tesla cars, Tesla solar, SpaceX, the boring company, don't forget, and Twitter, whatever else he may be doing, you wonder how the guy even has any time for politics. By the way, catch Greg Kelly reports tonight at 10 o'clock along with all your other favorite Newsmax programming today, tonight, and through the weekend. Also, make sure you get the Newsmax app on your phone so you can watch your favorite shows anywhere, anytime. It's free, it's easy to download, super convenient. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily Podcast. I'm Tony Marino. Have a great and safe weekend doing the things you love to do. Remember what Mickey Rourke said in Pope of Greenwich Village. Speaking of great movies, take your favorite horse across the board tomorrow. And as I always say... Keep on fighting the good fight. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere.